Hi, welcome to Memory Chips Podcast. I am Anne Wyshynski, and I have a collection of potato chip bags from around the world. And every so often, I go through this collection, and a certain bag or bags will bring up memories of people, places, ideas, and I really want to share these with you. So if you please subscribe, you will never miss a bag. Valentine's Day. Hi dear. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I'm here with my husband Arnie and I can't pronounce my own husband's name correctly. How do you pronounce it? Arne. Arne. Hmm. And so I, since it's Valentine's Day, I wanted to talk about some things about love, namely how your first impressions of people and what you expect out of a relationship uh, sometimes can be totally um, not what you expected. And um, I was wondering if you could introduce yourself to me as if you were um, trying to pick me up or impress me, like give me the, give me your introduction that you would make. (laughs) I'm very bad at intro. I would say hi. Okay. Hi, my name is Arne. Okay, and so nice to meet you. <laughs> um, I think I've no pick. I've never had a pickup line. I know. I don't remember you having a pickup line, but I, I'm wondering. Okay, so say as you said, Arnie, and I, what would, and if I said to you, oh hi, Arnie, that's an interesting accent. Where are you from? Different places, I would say. Okay, and namely, what different places? Well, uh, I'm half Icelandic, half Dutch. Right. And I lived in Sweden at the moment. And I was representing Finland. Wait. When we met. When we met, that's true. Um, And so you often introduce yourself to people saying you're half Icelandic, half Dutch. But maybe it would be more interesting if you would would, um, explain that you uh, were born in the Netherlands to a Dutch mother and then you lived in Iceland, and then you made, made, went back to the Netherlands and were raised in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. Maybe, but too many words. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> right. But I mean, people the, get very confused. I used to do that, and people get confused. And well, you can just say I'm Dutch and Icelandic, and I I grew up in the Netherlands. That's not that many words. No, but then there are many questions. Okay. Well, one of the reasons why I'm trying to get at the fact that you grew up in the Netherlands is because today's potato chips are from the Netherlands. Okay. So they were we were visiting your family in Amsterdam and when I collected these bags and I I got them at Albert Heijn. Wait, how do you pronounce it? Albert Heijn. Albert Heijn. And uh so and the reason why they are pertinent to today's conversation is that they are mystery flavors. So I can't, what is it? They're, they are Lay's 
they're long, skinny bags with Dutch flags on them, and they have a it's a contest that you can win a hundred or ten thousand euros per flavor if you guess what flavor of chips are in the bag. So there's three different ones. Then they have a number of different items on there, and then a big question mark that says, "What does it say?" Rat de smaak. Does that mean guess the flavor? Guess the flavor. Yes. Yeah. So on the on the, and then in the the punct part of the question mark, it says win. Yeah. Is that how you say it in Dutch? Okay. Win ten thousand euro per smaak. Ten thousand euros per flavor. Yeah. And so. That's the mystery. It's like love. You know, when you when you fall in love with somebody, you you don't really you're falling in love with the first impression with the bag. You get an you get kind of an idea, but you don't really know what's what's in the bag. Exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to let's talk about the bags first and our experience with these bags because we were together when we collected them and then we'll get into Talking about the mystery of our our mystery uh, love. Okay. <laughs> so the first flavor is a bag that has olives. So we don't know what it is, but it's savory. There's I know a, what it is. No, it's a sandwich. There's a pickle. There's Swiss cheese. There's croquettes. Peterballe. What is that? that that's a small uh, ragu uh, breaded deep fried balls. Okay. They're called the bitter balls. Okay. What what makes them bitter? Nothing. They're just uh, hearty. They're not bitter at okay. all. Okay. But and then and then pearl onions. Pearl onions, yes. And a sandwich, like a ham and cheese or something sandwich. So those are all the random foods that are around the question mark on the bag. So it's I can't tell if it's like it's one of those like it's either pickle sandwich, bitter balls, Swiss cheese, I wouldn't think so. Okay. We never figured out what the flavor was supposed to be, remember? Mm-hmm. So that was that was the first flavor. The second flavor it has on it uh, chives, peas. So these are just pictures. They're, the words aren't written on there. They're just pictures. Chives, peas, split pea soup yep. with sausage. What's that? Well, that looks like a, a sausage broodje. Sausage bread? It's a... It's a the bread, it's a puffy dough or meat uh, pastry. Yeah. And then a potato and a a garlic. And it has tons of peas all over it, which I just, I have to, aren't, you know this. This is one of the things that you found out about me later is that I hate peas with a passion. So I would have not liked this one. Although I like split pea soup, but I think that's a different kind of pea. So anyway, I hope these weren't pea flavored, but I don't think we ever figured out that the that flavor either. No. And the last one was the most interesting one, which I think we think that we figured it out, but um, it's sweets. So the the package is pink, and it has a hard, like rainbow hard candy, a donut with no, it's beschuit. It's a some kind of a very uh, fluffy cracker with, with mousjes. What's that? That's some kind of anise, uh, sweet anise, uh, 
what you pour on your bread. Okay. The, the Dutch eat very much sweets on their bread. Yeah. And then there's a there's a speculos yeah. a cookie, which is like cinnamon cookie. Okay. Yeah. And then there's chocolate, and then there's licorice, and then there's an, a soft-serve ice cream cone on it. And then what is that thing? That's a bokeh boat. What's a bokeh boat? Bokeh boat that bokeh. is a... Uh, it's a cookie that is... Uh, it's a, like a flaky cookie with a, a mocha taste and chocolate. Okay. So anyway, I think and some cream inside. Yeah. So we got when we when we found these chips. Remember, we were with um, your niece, and we were uh, we were like, we're gonna win ten thousand euros. We were so convinced that we were gonna guess the flavor and enter the contest, and we never did. But we, I remember sitting around and t- tasting it, and the. Closest we came, I think we decided that it was a vanilla ice cream flavor. Probably. I mean, it was nothing. It didn't have any speculose flavor. It didn't have anise flavor. It didn't have licorice flavor. Um, And you know what? We never looked it up. We never found out what these flavors were. So maybe after we record this, I'll look it up and see what they actually were. And I'll reveal what the actual flavors were at the end of the episode. Because, you know, analogy to uh, love and your life with your loved one being like a metaphor for a mystery bag of chips. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is that reaching too far? (laughs) A little. (laughs) So um, I want to, um, I wanted to talk about. When we first met, one of the impression, one of the things that was like a mystery that I was surprised by later, when I when we, you know, when we became involved with each other, is that at first I thought that you were really a very stable, like regimented type of person, only because you had three kids, you lived in Sweden, uh, you had a job, you had organized you know uh, these festivals and uh you know projects art projects I, I, and because you were bald and wore glasses i thought that you were like sort of like a, yeah, I had the visual. Visual, yeah you had the visual of like a dad or something i was very stable <laughs> until i met you <laughs> no so anyway so so but the thing the, the pleasant surprise that happened when i opened up the bag of chips and we started, you know, being together was that we, I didn't really think that we were going to be able to collaborate on, on artwork or I didn't think that I was going to be able to, it just wasn't really a question. Like I had my collaborations with Julie and other like Turkish artists and you were having your collaboration with Christian and I didn't really see, I just thought that we would have two parallel like artistic careers mm-hmm. And I was surprised later that we actually were able to meld our, I think that I was surprised that we actually had a very similar sense of uh, direction in terms of our our artistic uh, practice. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe. I I never gave it a lot of thought. (laughs) I must say. Just things happen and then uh, you do them. Yeah. And it works or it doesn't work. Well, I didn't say I gave it a lot of thought, but I gave it about mm. as much thought as I did to like buying these potato chip bags and and opening it and being like, hmm, 
And so anyway, so then, uh, but so that was kind of like something that was a good, delightful surprise for me to find out. But I'm wondering uh, from your side, what is something that you would not have suspected about your life with me after we? Uh, That I would exercise. (laughs) That is, I hate exercise. Not anymore. A it's background pre- preventative. Problem. I'm trying to prevent there from being problems. Yeah, I'm. I'm not raised in that, <laughs> in that kind of mindset. You live, and then it's like the but, same I do with my cars. I drive until they break down, I, uh, and then I uh, then I fix it. Right, but now and you're I, now you're being less selfish about it because there's two of us, and so driving yourself until you break down is not really fair for me if I have to end up taking care of it. It's like handing, yeah, I've never, never it's like ever running out seen of gas it that and way. then giving me the car and being like, "Here, it's out of gas and the tires are flat." Yeah, I never <laughs> seen it that way, but maybe you're right. I mean, that culture is so far away from my existence uh, as always been. Right, but now that, but so that's what I'm saying is that that's your surprise is that. I know it's outside of your thing, but you married somebody who is a fitness instructor and a circus, an ex-circus performer who's concerned with like physical well-being and whatever. So you might, you must have suspected that there was some element of like um, that that you're, there was going to be some move, moving involved. Of course, I uh, that, uh, but not for me. For you, I. Oh, you thought, thought oh. Yeah, it's for me, I could just live my life and be a convenient boomer. A convenient boomer. Okay. Yes. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, so now, well, so... <laughs> that, so that's I, how I, I'm raised. I, yeah. I'm very, uh, how do you call it, from, come from a very extreme uh, family. Or my mother's family is all about working, and my father's family is all about partying. And... Right. So I'm somewhere in the middle. I have to work because then I feel good, but I also like to party. <laughs> or I liked to party a lot. And yeah. Well, anyway. So I, well, so that's a balance. So, and that's what we're well, that's what we're well, aiming for, right? Is a is balance between the two. Yeah, you brought that into the equation. Okay. That's good. I'm glad I could be of assistance. Mhm. It's confusing. <laughs> well, so now that you have uh, entered my world and uh, adopted my, um, you know, uh, exercise mania, it's not just exercise for the sake of exercise. It's just to, f- to feel good. It, it increases your ability to do things, enjoy life. I see it as a way to not feel like shit when you're trying to do things. Like if you have goals and you and also one of your goals is to spend time and be like active and have fun with your partner. Then if you're feeling like shit all the time, then you then you don't then you don't do that. Then you're crabby, you're annoying, you're sick, and the other person has to live with it. So basically it's a gift that we give each other. But on that note, um I have this book <laughs> that I got um for, that I had read about and then I had to see it for myself. And I got it for you for for Valentine's Day. Well, thank you, so dear. Can you can you read what it says? Exercise. Uh, by physical fitness expert Bonnie Pruden. The fantastic new fitness plan that 
improves your love making. Exercise for sex, for love, for life. With 100 fun to follow illustrations. <laughs> okay. So, oh yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie Pruden was, she was a fitness pioneer who was really spearheaded the whole like school. She started the presidential physical fitness um, tests, all of that um, thing to get people to be in shape. Okay, here, so here's, I'm going to just read the back. It says, Exercise, a fabulous new fitness program for men and women that will do wonders for your love life. Now, experience the full joy of sex as you learn to take proper care of your body through diet, body-to-body communication, and fun-to-follow sex exercises like the pelvic tilt, the hip swing, and many, many more. Strengthen and beautify your body. Counteract stress. Heighten your touch sensitivity. Discover how to develop muscles and control movements to become a fully skillful lover. One of the exercises, sex exercises that she meant mentioned was the pelvic tilt. And since I teach a fitness modality that involves a lot of pelvic tilt, so I teach, I'm a level four certified eccentrics instructor, um, which is a pain relief, mobility, stability, strengthening, toning, dynamic, low-impact workout that pretty much fixes everything. It fixed you, right? Yes. Yeah. You can it's look the only it. exercise that I can do. You, you said swimming you could do. Yeah, but uh, the, I'm exercise is more... Swimming is more like a sport or something like that. Yeah. And this is just, yeah, movement. Yeah. yeah. You also like to play badminton and racquetball. Yeah, but that's those are games in a way. Yeah, but that's ex- that's that's moving. Yeah, yeah I, I see that more as playing. Okay, but anyway, so that mm. but that's how you should. I think that that's what exercise should be, more like playing. Mm. You know, like that's that's how you that's how you do it because it's fun. You don't do it because you have to exercise. That's boring. Anyway, so, um, but we were talking about the pelvic tilt and the eccentrics. I is what I teach. Tug under. Yeah, it's tucking under. But I found that in this book there was a, here's a, uh, here's what she um, writes in exercise 38 of Exersex, pelvic tilt, supine. She says, the pelvis must be strong enough to thrust downward, as in exercise 37, but it must also be strong enough to thrust upward. And this is much harder because the powerful gluteals cannot help quite so much and the abdominals have to do most of the work. The longer you can maintain the natural backward and forward motion in an exercise, the better you can control it when it comes to the real thing. Okay, so now if you're listening, you can go ahead and try this um, based on my verbal descriptions. <laughs> See what you come up with. Okay, lie on your back with your knees bent and your feet about 18 inches apart, keeping your shoulders and seat tight to the floor, arch your back slightly, then forcing your spine downward, tilt your pelvis under. There are muscles inside the pelvis that need exercise too. They are called the um, levet levators, and they can be worked by consciously tightening the sphincters. In case you haven't run across that word before, a sphincter is a ring-like muscle that surrounds a passage or entrance to the body. Okay, never mind. Okay, it's your butthole. Yeah. Okay. So, so that was exercise thirty-eight, and then exercise thirty-nine is the sphincter series, and. They go through that whole thing, but my favorite part of the um, description of the 
sphincter exercises is the man who learns to control these muscles can increase the frequency of orgasm by a technique known as seminal retention. Oh. By tightening these muscles, just as orgasm is about to begin, the amount of semen discharged at ejaculation is decreased, and he can retain enough for an extra sexual episode and climax. Jeez. Extra? Extra. Who's asking for extra? I don't know. Okay. This is something worth the price of admission all by itself. But there's no need to elaborate on this point. I've told you what you need to know. That's what Bonnie Pruden says. The, the cover of the book... We should explain to the people listening. The cover of the book has a couple. The man's standing in back of the woman, and they're both wearing the same shirt. So they're not not a matching shirt. They're in... It's a triple X large. Yeah, triple extra large shirt, and they have pulled it over both of them. So their arms are coming out of the same sleeve, and then they're... Yeah, they're just pulled a shirt over the two of them. And she's holding the book with it open, and he's uh, gripping her hips from behind. So... Okay, so you want to do that? Should we go put on a really big shirt? We don't and have do a some big shirt. We don't have a big shirt one. like that. If we're going to exercise, we need one. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go do some exercises. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, Valentine's Day. I do the real. Why do the exercise when you can do the real thing? Hmm? <laughs> okay. Whether we actually ended up doing the sexercises will remain a mystery to you, the listener. But one thing that is no longer mysterious is the potato chip bag flavors from the Dutch Lay's Guess the Flavor contest. Uh, I looked it up and the first bag, the one with the pickles on it, was cheese souffle and chili sauce. And then the next one was something called Dutch casserole, which means nothing other than it could have potentially included all of the ingredients that were pictured on the bag. And then the third was chocolate vanilla double custard, which is close to our guess of vanilla ice cream. So now we know what's the flavor in the bag. And this revelation is somewhat unsatisfying Uh, Which leads me to remark that maybe what makes a healthy romantic relationship is to let some things remain a mystery and also to sexercise regularly. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening, and if you have any questions or comments about what you heard today, please post them to the review section of your podcast player. So if you use Apple Podcasts, you click on the show thumbnail and scroll down to leave a review, and then whatever happens after that is up to you, but hopefully it's nice. You can also leave posts on Instagram at at memorychipspodcast.com.